Welcome to the Corey Shepherd Podcast. Welcome to everybody who's been listening on TuneIn Radio, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Finally get on Audible. I'm happy about that. So wherever you listen to your podcast, tune in. And of course, on the Cadence Club, where I'll send out the link. And salute to my guys, Anthony Chumley and Kevin Farrick. Them fellas do some changes on the uh, Cadence Club link. I feel like a whole new Negro. I want to do everything different now. My son tell me, get some more energy. I feel energetic when I see the work these fellas playing. They're outworking me. I don't try and paint. I need to try and paint some more hours. These fellas clearly outworking me. But the Cadence Club link is up. It's a brand new launch for them. I can't wait to get Tony and, and, and Kevin on this podcast to talk about what they're working on. And anybody out there who's an influencer or building their own profile, whether it be on social media or on any other platform like podcasting or anything. Reach out to these guys and find your way onto the Cadence Club because for me, it's helped me a lot. Like it look like when I send out that link and people see it looking so organized and thing, I didn't do nothing. That was all the work at Cadence Club and Tony and Kevin and these guys because and it, it, it helped me to organize the content and really find a space where people could go back to any of the old episodes. I remember how bad it was in the first few episodes when I used to send out that link directly from Libsyn and everything just looks like if something professional happened behind the scenes and it is and that's because of guys like Tony and Kevin and them but now I like it there's a lot of sexiness please head over there click on the subscribe link I'll send out that to anybody you could subscribe just put your email on and you'll get some direct emails about what happened in the, on the podcast and you could also email me directly there for anybody who people been asking me about how they get on the podcast and thing and it ain't that serious, you know, just go on that same kid and still bling. Just email me, link up, and, and, and let me talk. Let, let, let me figure it out. More people to talk about whatever they're talking about, the better. So, episode time. This Christmas week. And I almost do everything I have to do with work concerns. So, almost in full punchacrem mode. I, I, I want to get into punchacrem mode badder. Because from Panchakram is white oak. It's a, it's a, it don't have too much of a, a journey from one to the next. After Panchakram is straight white oak and then it's Parang. And I don't know what happened in this season where Parang concerned me. Because I know how to play by somebody Christmas Eve night. They, they asked me about that since must be a month or two ago. And usually that is where we need to congregate. You see Panchakram. We usually congregate on Christmas Eve night by somebody in the band and start to call up players and see who coming out and from there you ain't seen me till christmas night probably but these are different here we can't really just go by people and that kind of thing and i don't want to cause no problems next in our region is a big fet so i play it i play it by here let me see what happened christmas eve but there's a special episode this episode really is dedicated to a few people and for me, it's, it's a few people we lost in the family this year, and that is Gigi and my guy Victor. Two, two shockers, you know. I mean, both of them are some age, but when I tell you, sudden, suddenly this year, neither of them COVID-related or anything like that, but it's just people who you're expecting to be around this Christmas boy, and they decide they ain't staying. And it make me realize that... um. In, in, in looking at that and looking at us spending as a family our first Christmas without G, who is Stacy's grandmother, or Victor, who is my uncle. I know what Victor is if he's my uncle, my cousin, you know, you know that kind of relationship, but 
to people who are cousins to me, Denise Dwight, Mark Maurice, Kelsey, and then Allison and Lindian and uh, Gerald who are missing. It's really their grandfather and their father who, who, who passed away earlier this year and it's remind us sometimes, you know, sometimes you take things for granted. Yes, you just expect to see somebody here tomorrow and the reality is you ain't sure. So I want to dedicate this episode as it's Christmas week to them because I know it's our first Christmas without G, is Auntie Francia, first Christmas without Victor. And I know I want to dedicate this episode too to anybody who has lost somebody around that Christmas time. Like I lost my grandmother on a Christmas Eve, uh, old year's night. You know, so... Anybody, and I'm a, my, my good partner, Juan, and his wife, Amanda, they would have lost their, or Amanda's parents, very, very close to Christmas time, too. I think it was uh, her, her mom passed away at that time. So it's, it's one of them things. And I, I decided to do an episode again, some help from Neola here to talk about grief during Christmas season, because it's all, it's not, while it's a festive season and everybody in jolly and merry mood, some of us don't look at Christmas the same way because of things like this. We lose loved ones. And you talk talking to us about losing loved ones who are still alive too, you know, something I didn't think about at all. Or sometimes it's not something you lose around Christmas time, you know. It's something where it's your first Christmas without that person and it could be hard. So Neola giving us some solid tips and pointers as to what we could do differently. And you know, I mean, all you know, I like my little music, right? So there are a few songs that I wanted to put in this episode because they may, I mean, the songs slightly have a sadness to them, but they make me feel good around Christmas time, even though I kind of like sad songs sometimes. Huh? And the first one I want to take in is about, you know, missing somebody who not in your life around Christmas time, person alive and well, but you're just not there with them. Sometimes the relationship will work out or sometimes you living abroad and the person live. I mean, the border closed, and you know what I mean? That person saw, and you saw, and I talked to my guy Edmund this week, and he said the first time in 20-something years he's spending without his children. The man texts me that, and I hear the pain in the man's voice saying that, boy, due to restrictions, lockdown, travel issues, and so on. So this first song is about that. Loved ones who right here with us, but we can't be with them for Christmas time. Christmas bells are ringing. Everybody's singing, church bells are dancing, young couples romancing. My lover from Trinidad send me a little postcard. I hope it and read, and this is what the little postcard said: Have a merry Christmas, my dear, and have a happy New Year. Prosperous in everything you do Happy holidays to you Have a Merry Christmas, my dear And have a Happy New Year Prosperous in everything you do Happy holidays to you She said that she miss me And longing to kiss me She's very lonely And she wants me only I almost stupefied with tears flowing from my eyes but still I could see these season's greetings she sent for me with this Merry Christmas my dear and have a Happy New Year prosperous in everything you do Happy Holidays to you 
Have a Merry Christmas, my dear, and have a Happy New Year. Prosperous in everything you do, Happy Holidays to you. My poor heart was aching, and my hands were shaking, so I kept on sighing. To keep me from crying, I tried everything I could, but my heart isn't made of wood. With God in my hand, I cry more than I listen wonderland. Singing Merry Christmas, my dear, and have a Happy New Year. Prosperous in everything you do, Happy Holidays to you. Have a Merry Christmas, my dear. And have a happy new year. Prosperous in everything you do. Happy holidays to you. When Patsy was leaving, friends, I was grieving. But I try my utmost to be as strong as a lamppost. But love is a crazy thing. It's no use pretending. I love her so bad. Tomorrow I'm going back to Trinidad. So have a Merry Christmas, my dear, and have a Happy New Year. Prosperous in everything you do, Happy Holidays to you. Have a Merry Christmas, my dear, and have a Happy New Year. Prosperous in everything you do, Happy Holidays to you. Originally done by Mighty Sparrow, redone by Crocro. Nice, both versions, both versions sweet. I will get the both ver- versions and um and post too, so everybody could see where it is. I'll probably put the both versions on YouTube, so I'll create a playlist there. But to everybody who away from the loved one Christmas time, I mean we we advance now. We bong for no postcard and thing, right? But do your FaceTime thing, man, and uh, cry on your FaceTime and tell your loved ones you love them, man. It's a Christmas time, and it's easy. It's sad, but. It is what it is. So let me get you along the line so we could talk about what are the things we could do to experience, you know, get through this Christmas if it's a rough one, or to help people get through the Christmas if you know people who grieving and having a rough one. Hey, Corey. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? I am good. I'm trying to fight up with all this Christmas traffic. I don't, I don't know you- what happened today. Today was unusual traffic. I thought people had no money and things to shop because of COVID. So Christmas, this Christmas, nobody wasn't doing nothing and things. What went that? Not in Trinidad, no. It's like a normal Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we just find money from somewhere, <laughs> and we do the most for Christmas. <laughs> I think you know people realize already it's no carnival, so it's no cost you money to save, it's no body to get right. fit for Christmas or nothing like that. So just yes. Eat, be so merry. That's right. <laughs> what else yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, you can't, they have no Christmas dinner to go and eat nobody out and eat out no company thing. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> no bonuses paid. Yeah, it's like no Christmas. Yeah. By now, you're done when it's about two or three little Christmas something. Right, you're parang all over. Well, there's another thing, like, we ain't even do by now, what is this, like, four or five days till Christmas? It's like, at this time, any other year, we'd have played about 15 different places already, 15, 20 different gigs. Corey and I didn't know you were in a band. No? No. Oh, that might be a good thing. <laughs> you just you just dropped that suddenly one day and I was like, wait, hang on. When you say play like you 
That is Play a like listen, a, that is what we're doing exactly. Playing the fool <laughs> with instruments. <laughs> playing the fool is a thing. Yeah, we've been playing for a while, you know, like, like we grew up as a parent family more than a band. Right. So we're not too formal. Mm-hmm. So they play with two sides now. My father and them is like it's more So if I when I say gigs it's more like daddy and them we come together as a band. So it's me, I'll play quattro, he play guitar. We have two right. pan men, a fellas play congas, uh who else? A bass man, Mark man. Well the bass is like those old school traditional ones that you play standing up, or you mean yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Bass bass? Nah, box bass, box bass. <gasps> oh my gosh, oh that's amazing! I don't like this. Sta- I like the tra- we we really like the traditional thing a lot more. Yeah, we have some things the regular bass will work good for. And the thing is, like they have people who could play that electric bass in a traditional style. Right. But you have to find the right person because they have some people who really make it sound good, but other people it's a little too they get a little too modernized. So most of what we do is acoustic. So we'll do if we will play with mics, but not electric or electronic instruments right. at all for the most part. So I love it. Yeah, we grew up doing that. I was like for when I was by my father and them Christmas time, he grew up in Lavency Road in Sour. It was a normal mm-hmm. thing having a parang side waking up Christmas morning. I was too small then to go with him. Right. And I would, you know, trying to stay up the whole night. But And, and what I remember <laughs> staying up till 11, 12 was probably 7, 8 o'clock, eh? <laughs> to be honest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your mind, you know? That is right. In my mind, I was up whole night waiting for power. <laughs> but yeah, we grew up doing that. And I uh, get a little more formal as we start to do. We, like, we, we, for the past couple of Christmases, we had a Christmas concert, like in, um, Either Atelier's, we did one in Atelier's, we did one in, oh God, my age show in TJ's by the sea. I can't remember the name of the place now, no? Whatever's right. the name, name of the hotel up there. Who knows? Yeah, but I know <laughs> I it remember. is. Nice place. It's real, real nice. They did it over. Yeah. So the last concert we did was there last year. Would it be somewhere around this time? Surely in December. So on a normal Christmas, we're playing for a lot of it is like old people homes. You do a lot of them coming up to Christmas and then some corporate things but this year it wasn't even Christmas come up and you didn't even know yeah. it's yes, just it's different time different time what were you is, that, some, mm-hmm, is that something you're gonna pass on to your son like is he interested he likes music but he really think he's a rapper he, he wanna be like the of baby and, and the fellas so I don't know yeah. how much of that he would be <laughs> but you know like when you're so exposed to it it's hard to deny it because, I mean, when I think of it, in my teenage years, there's no way I was catching me doing this. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you reach 30-something, you and your parents would be the same age at that point. Yes, you old just like them and whatever yeah, they do. Yeah, and you, you turn into your mom and dad and you don't even realize. Yeah, listen, and you try to deny it, you know, but eventually it's yeah, like... Yeah, just, just don't even bother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to him a little while ago. We have a roomy game we play playing all the time and it's parang. It's just what we do all the time. So, mm-hmm. different kind That's of Christmas. Really nice. How are your Christmas that. shaping up? What are you up to? I only start to feel Christmas when I put away my house. So, you're done with that or it's still coming? That was done since November. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, by wait. mid-November, all the priority gifts were properly wrapped and displayed under the tree. Mm-hmm. Now, I just have 
a future wrap. So like a Trini Christmas for me will start when I go to, so I used to go to Marionettes. Um, mm. Every single year, that's it starts on my season. And that's then the choir? Year, that's the choir, okay, yeah. Nice, nice. And then one year, I decided to try Lydians. Mm-hmm. And I never went back to Marionettes. No offense, it was just such a different style that I I, I wanted to get that style. Really? Um, none of that this year anymore. So, you know, put in my house. We don't eat ham anymore, rarely. Mm-hmm. Or rather, my, my husband doesn't, so I bake a tiny ham. Okay. I eat half of it. Right. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the meaning kind of changed shape over the years. So when I was little, it would be when I smell ham and then when I hear Christmas gifts wrapping. And now I think for my husband and I, it's more of a religious holiday. Right. And this year was so, not even this year, because these past few years, they've been really rough for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he was retrenched from Patrick It was really hard to see that happen to him. Because he's one of those, you'd work like 16 hours and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure and go. And he'll be like, you know, people need gas, they need to cook, they need to provide for their kids. And he would go. So life, life dealt us some really tough blows over the years. So this year in particular, our faith really became more important to us. Right. So I think because of our faith, Christmas has taken on not a new meaning, but I think we're more mindful of the religious side of it for us this year. It makes sense. It's, it's, it's an anchor too because I, I don't know, Corey, I don't know, I have this feeling like, I, f- I feel like 2020 was a preview for 2021. I hope I'm wrong. Really? Yeah. Everybody's seeing 2021 as a turning point. I don't know why. I, I almost want to not think or expect anything because, like you say, this year was, and I'm saying was, eh? we, mm. still have, we still have a couple of weeks to go in. This year, you never know what's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say tentatively. But it was it, it's, it's rough all around in terms of like not just the the whole idea of a pandemic or people getting sick and so many the whole idea of so much death and so much sickness around here is that it mm-hmm. takes a toll. And then mm-hmm. like you say, the economic part of it, business and running. You have you have things going on. It's like, okay, so when I talk about paranging for Christmas and, and gigs, a lot of them is paid gigs. I could count on right. a certain amount of money for Christmas from just playing music, which is coming yes. nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, none of that this year. And you know, the thing is, the bills remain pretty much right where they are. So yeah. when I look at 2021, typically I like to be hopeful going into the new year. Right. And try to, at this point, I, I probably started on my next year resolutions thing. But I ain't writing one thing for next year yet. I, 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 so... <laughs> I'm almost afraid to think anything because you made this plan and then the year will be like, hang on, let me show you something. Exactly. That's exactly how uh, I know? feel. It's like, yeah. don't do nothing. Just just, just take it for what it is. Do resolutions work for you? I Yeah, I like resolutions. I like resolutions a lot. Like um, somewhere around November, hmm. I start getting very, very sentimental. And, um, right. <laughs> with, 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 with myself, right? Looking at I what... I to laugh at just... <laughs> it's, it's happened every single... This might be the first year as an adult that I haven't felt any of it. I really didn't realize Christmas came so fast. Mm-hmm. And, and in my mind, like you say, you put away house since November, right? It sounds so organized right. and that. You know what I mean? I'm the opposite of that. So, right. 
somewhere in my mind between the wedding, which was the fifth of December. Congrats, thank by the you, way. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you looked almost as good as Stacey. Boy Stacey, something else, boy Stacey. Let me see her dress something. You know, uh, you know, all these, all these put men in a kind of position. <laughs> thank God we did a, a pre-photo shoot thing so I could I could get I didn't want to spoil my makeup with all details, so I did that early. Yes, Do yes. over my makeup quick and went in the church. It wasn't bad. Good strategy. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> but the 5th to the 25th, somewhere in my mind, it had about six weeks in between there. So after the wedding, I would start preparing for Christmas. <laughs> but boy, we, we are, are definitely behind. And then, and then I, some, you know, I have in second Sunday lime and I was like, invite these people over. And, invite, and I was like, wait, now, mm-hmm. Christmas is like mm-hmm. soon. But um, you, if you, if, if, somewhere in November, when you already finish your Christmas, I start maybe reflecting on the year a little bit. Right. So it's getting me in sentimental mode because I'm not typically a write down a goal in the next two months, check on it, see where's the milestones, right. find out. Yeah. I don't I do, do much of that. So that sentimental feeling has come on when I start looking back at the year and maybe look at the things that I went through. You know, it's been struggle, 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 happy, 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 mm-hmm. happy. You know, it's a cycle. Yeah, yeah. But November, somewhere there, I started to reflect on what accomplished and, and like I would go back to that list I wrote for the first time and it'd be amazing to me to see like I actually do some of this stuff it's like hey you know <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah I I don't know much people who write goals down and then at the end of the year they say they achieve them I have one friend she's super organized mm-hmm. um I'm sure she listened to it so Sharissa hello and she I think she's the only one out of well, it's a little group of us, right. and I think she's the only one who's organized. You know, she writes her goals down, she checks on them, she tweaks them, she checks on the progress. She told us that for this year, she achieved, I hope I'm saying the correct figure, 10 out of 12 That's real good. of the goals that she set, and I was amazed. I don't know anybody who does that. I don't know if people even remember what their resolutions are by the time, like, February rolls around. Sharissa don't want to like consult. She don't offer like services where she could come and write on mine and check in with my and things. She should do that. I'll ask her. Yeah, you should. Because <laughs> I need <laughs> I need that help. And the thing about me is like I like that approach. I just so disorganized. I I don't ever get that way. So I write very mm-hmm. general things that I want to accomplish. And what I typically do is I put them in my calendar on my phone as um right. I put it in one time as the last day in December and the first day in January. So I'd write it out on 41st of January 2021 right. and then I copy that same thing and paste it into uh, last day in December 31st of December 2021 so when I get back to it I could reflect on it and stuff and I that's don't a know. good system though I find that's very organized well I don't there's, check there's that before November I yeah I guess I guess <laughs> and I have it's, it's broad enough where, like I wouldn't put 12 things there I'll probably put yeah. 3 or 4 so like some of yeah. it will be around like uh well, I remember from last year was I, I decided I wanted to run 10 miles a week. And then right. I, I, wow. I, I was tracking it on um, Map My Run or one of those things. Right. So, boy, listen, somewhere in November again, I, 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 because I never feel like I'm accomplishing it. Because mm. I know some weeks are there, some weeks are not there. I overdo it some weeks. I don't do anything the next uh, weeks. And when I went back to Map My Run in November now, because my expectation is that Korea was nowhere close to this. 
And I see that I was right around there. I feel like sentimental and emotional, but the whole damn year. And I signed up. <laughs> that, that is it for me. I, I'm mushy from then till the next year. <laughs> and his movement to ride on something else one time. Yeah. So my, That's a good process, though. Well, it helps me a lot because I, I usually get a six week head start on the next year's goals because I kind of feel good about where I'm there. Right. Or, yeah. or look at it and say, boy, you ain't, you ain't do it. Like, uh, for instance, uh, same last year. At the beginning of this year, when I looked at it, I said I was going to hike four times for the year. Mm-hmm. Me ain't going one damn hike. I hardly even leave the house. Not a single. I never even call a hiking place to book, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but this year was hard, though, because. Yeah, this year is different. I, I want to say hysteria because I think, I think we've gone from concerns are kind of hysteria now um so i think it was kind of hard to go on a hike you know i suppose that's true and i didn't even put yeah. it back in this year at all but that's something yeah. i still want to do so i'll probably write it in for next year but i don't know what like i didn't know when november came this year so i didn't reflect on nothing to this point right i don't know what it was I did. March, and then we <laughs> that's right in that's yeah. right <laughs> that's how this year went yeah yeah so it's like you, you usually do it you usually set um Yes, I've never made them. Um, I think maybe one year in high school, I lost my, I don't know, I, I, I probably had something in my mind. Mm-hmm. Could not remember what it was by the third week in January. I probably did it once in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for me, I've stopped checking the date as a number on the page. Right. Because, like, when I look back on life, my life happens in, in phases and cycles that really have no respect at all for the number Facts. on the page. Facts. So, for me, I've been, I think these past few years, wanting to be more gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was very much a perfectionist and everything has to be a certain way. I don't give myself permission to rest or take it easy or go slow. Right. And that's something that's been brewing like from mid 30s to now and i'll be 41 just now mm-hmm. so that's been there for a long time and then early no end of last year i think i wanted to launch my private practice on instagram which you did and which i did congrats that's that, great. i thank you i erased the business by mistake <laughs> two or three times and then I had to build back Nice, and like that's something that didn't happen according to the calendar that was just getting knocked down and getting back up you know so I want the business to grow I want my marriage to grow mm-hmm. um, yeah and those things just they don't respect the date on the page at all it just it comes and goes you know yeah, so for cool. me it doesn't work for me, I respect that it works for people. For me, it, it never works. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that um, the date is it's just where it is. It comes, it goes, it does it's whatever. You're right. Yeah. Things don't happen. It just, it just helps us to organize our day. Right. And it helps us to know when we're not in work. But for me, the, the date on the calendar, I've never identified with anything on it. Like... um. You know, something they said there stands out usually when I talk to you, and I'm starting to get murky as to what I hear you say and what I see on Instagram. Because when I see your stuff on Instagram, I kind of hear your voice saying it too a little bit. Right. So, <laughs> when you say be gentle with yourself, it's something that I learn yeah. to do, you know what I mean? Because it's, mm-hmm. it could become so 
All right, so let's say you, 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 you set out a goal to, let's use lose weight, right? You want to lose a certain amount of weight or get right. a certain amount of fitness by X date. Right. The, the thing about it is whether you do it or not, or you, you take these steps or you accomplish it, you really shouldn't be too hard on yourself. You know what I mean? The, the thing is, you, yeah. the fact that you made it to whatever that date is, with whatever, however far or close you are to that goal, is something that I always try to tell myself. It's like, okay, because sometimes you just be so hard on yourself, man. It, it, it prevents mm-hmm. you from even, like you say, you delete your thing a couple of times, you, you start it back. Sometimes you're so hard on yourself that you forget the start back part, you know? Exactly. And we, I don't know what it is, if, if, if it's really happening more now, if I'm just noticing it now more. I find people, we talk to ourselves so harshly. I do it too hard. Yeah, yeah, guilty. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll go through my diary and I'll be like, well, I didn't do this one thing. Why? You know, now I'll go to bed and it'll be nagging me on my mind. And I'll forget all of the amazing progress that I made because I, I got so focused on it has to be perfect. Listen, but we didn't really talk about that, but I want to ask amazing. you something about that. I'd ask you something about that. <laughs> ask me. That is a real struggle. Like, how come, what is this in your mind that causes you to focus on, so a, a hundred amazing things happen. Right. But like, sometimes I can't get my mind off the one thing that didn't go right. Yeah. And when I say can't get my mind off it, it's obsessive. Like, I'll think about it at every mm-hmm. minute of every day. And then when I go to sleep, I dream about, like, it takes a couple of weeks for me to get right. past yeah. the one thing. I really think it's a few things. On on a level, I do think it's kind of functional because it reminds you that something needs to get done. Mm-hmm. I think what we mistake is that we mix everything into the priority box and some of them really aren't priorities, right? So like, so you ran late today for the podcast, so I decided to make the muffins. Right. I was actually supposed to do that since last week because I made them a couple of weeks ago. They came out great, shared them with my neighbors, so the kids have been asking. Mm-hmm. And every day that passed that I didn't make these things, I was just feeling like the worst person in the world. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you disappointed these innocent children. You're like lower than women. <laughs> How could you? And then I'll think about the big innocent eyes because of one of them, she asked me again a few days ago and I was like, I'm the worst person ever. Mm. Now, compare that to, okay, so I really need to write this letter for my client because she has to go to court. Which one is the priority? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for me, I mix everything into one box because it's so automatic. You don't take the time to distinguish, hang on, is this really as dire as you think? Hmm. And then I think most of it comes from our culture because we have such a strict schooling system, you know, fine? Yeah, for sure. Like you have to inform one, you have to know what you want to do when you grow up. <laughs> you have to decide the sexy subjects on the second day of school in form one. Yeah, it's if 11 you know years that old. ten ones, yeah, it's the end of the world. If you don't do this amazing job at common entrance, <laughs> yeah. your parents will have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel suicidal. I'm not even joking. Children actually do feel I'm sure. And you, when you, you think as far back as you can go and the pressure is on from the beginning. So we have to have the on switch all the time. Everything has to be perfect. Otherwise, it's worthless. So what about the middle ground, you know? Like waking up and living and surviving. That's a big deal in the world today. Yeah, for sure. For How sure. about, isn't that brave to just kind of get up and face the world and to try? 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to accept that sometimes for real. It is hard. It is hard. I had this teacher, she was one of my favorites. Um Naomi Woodsley, she was my literature and history teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. And she used to spend a lot of time all talking with us in class. I didn't realize until years after she was teaching us more than the books she was teaching us about life. Right. And she was saying when she just got married, she used to run herself into the ground because the house had to be perfect all the time. And then she, she said she left the dishes undone one night. And when she woke up this morning, she's like, girls, because I went to an all-girls school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, girls, I'll only leave what happened. And we were like, Miss Woodley, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she said the house was still standing, even though the, <laughs> the dishes were dirty. And she, she was like, yeah, you know, if you know vacuum, nobody will die. Hmm. The house was still standing and life goes on and... I swear, Corey, I am almost 41, and she first told us that when I was 12. Right. And every time I stand in the kitchen and I think, do I sleep or wash the dishes, I hear her voice. Yes, it'll be all right. And I'm like, yeah, I could see it because the house will still be standing in the morning. It's fine. Okay. It's so. fine. Nothing happens. Nothing happens when we don't do the perfect thing. Ever. <laughs> right. So, Miss Woodley, I'm traveling with her from now on. Naomi Woodsley. What a Woodsley, woman. good. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch Nowhere's in Life again, thanks to Naomi Woodsley. I hope Stacey understands where I get oh this from. Oh my God, Stacey, <laughs> it's over. this is not what I meant, please. It's a wrap. Hey, see how I This is so good. <laughs> like, I, like I just gave my first New Year's resolution. Look how good that work out. Look at God. My first Stacey, New Year's resolution is no housework. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> this was oh my gosh. Anyhow, 20 minutes in. Let me start to talk about what we were going to talk about. Yes, Christmas. Christmas. So the thing is this, right? When we last spoke and we were trying to figure out like where we going from the last episode we did and we were kind of saying like it's Christmas time. Uh, it started off with me usually like oh, most of these conversations start off between both of us where I'm like, Christmas is the best time of the year. It's like you parang, mm-hmm. you play music, you get to eat food, there's holidays, you take some time off of work and all that. Family. And family. Um, it's the, mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever. Right. And then we were talking about, like, I was trying to find out from you, like, w- like you usually see people around the holiday season right. saying things like, you know, Merry Christmas, but for all the people who have a hard time around this time, mm-hmm. you know, our thoughts and prayers. And I always used to wonder about that. Like, I guess... Well, like what, number one, why people having a hard time around Christmas, and what right. might be some of the reasons for that, and how people feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I start to talk to you, I realize maybe I'd be having a lot of time around Christmas than I thought. Than you'd like to think, yeah. You know. So what is what is that? What what, what is the, the the thing about Christmas not being a jolly time for some people? So it's really not the most wonderful time of the year for some people. Mm-hmm. So this year, I think we have the context of. The pandemic, nobody had the 2020 that we planned for. Mm-hmm. So we are collectively grieving our loss because we don't just grieve death, right? We grieve loss of plans and hopes and dreams. Okay. And most of us did not have the 2020 that we planned for. So life has really turned upside down for a lot of people. So there's what I would call the end of the year grief, just having to look back on 2020. Oh, a lot of people I know, they've lost jobs, they've mm-hmm. lost relationships. So we're, we're grieving people who are still alive. 
some of us, we lost people this year. Christmas is what we call an anniversary event in therapy because it's usually a time when you would have shared it with your friends and family. Right. So when you've broken up or when you've lost someone through death, you know, those great feelings tend to really rush back on the day. No, but you said that grief is not necessarily only for people who've passed away. Yeah, so people who are alive as well. So if you've had a, a really painful breakup, you're grieving the loss of the life that you had with this person, all of the times you would have shared, birthdays, the plans that you had for Christmas, you could have been wearing your ugly Christmas sweaters. Right. You know, you go to their house, they come to yours, all those things are gone. Okay, so wait, Tabanka is grief? Tabanka is grief, and, and you feel it in the body. Yeah, because the body doesn't distinguish between a broken leg and a broken heart, right? I suppose. The reaction, the yes, reaction is a lot, the same. A lot of it is the same, you're right. Yeah, so Tabanka is a real thing. It's, it's quite a physical pain. So when we break up with somebody, the brain goes through a severe loss in dopamine, which is that chemical we get when we connect with people in loving relationships. Actually, mm-hmm. even abusive relationships, because it's still a connection, right, as we discussed. Right, right. Before. So the brain takes a nosedive because the dopamine has suddenly been taken away. Mm-hmm. And you you quite literally go through withdrawal symptoms because you don't have that feel good connecting chemical anymore. So it's a lot of suffering. Yeah. Because that, that dopamine is gone. So add on to that, you've lost your job. It's COVID. You can't go anywhere. Mm. And it's Christmas. And you know we put so much pressure on the date, right? Yeah. It's like we have the 25th of December, it's up on a pedestal and it has to live up to all this pressure and expectation. <laughs> it's almost impossible for the day to live up to the hype. That's true. Because even as a Christmas person myself, I always felt it's a little anticlimactic. Always. You yeah. know, it's, it's not always, as... Always, always, always. <laughs> Especially when you, um, when, you do, when you do a lot for the day, now that you're saying it. The yeah, day itself yeah. is so exo- like you're tired. You're tired. You don't want to see anybody, hear anything, or go anywhere. Yeah. Because you're exhausted. <laughs> and, you know, for people who, okay, so for me, what used to happen a lot in the family gathering. So when you're having a baby, <laughs> and oh my God. And it's, it's this relentless questioning. I've had people corner me. Well, they don't ask anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had people corner me in Christmas events and start giving like sex advice. So this is what you guys Sorry, should do. Sorry, what? That doesn't that, that, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this is how you all should do it. And I'll be like, what? What is happening? <laughs> oh my God. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, and this is like, this is in family gatherings, in church, because it's almost like a sin. That you don't have a baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I've had people like walk up to me and immediately start praying. And I'll be like, yo, I. Like what fertility? What are they praying for? Yeah, all of that. Fertility (laughs) You know, and it's really hard, even like for people who are single. So Mm -hmm. when you're getting somebody, when you finally get somebody now, so when you're getting married, when you get married, when you're having a baby, when you're having this baby, so when you're having a second one, and like people just 
think that Christmas gathering is the time to ask you all of these personal, painful questions for some strange reason. No, I don't think you see the way you say it is true. It's like it is it, it it number one is personal. And it, it like yeah. you, like you describe it, it could be painful. Like people don't know where you're going through. Like I'll give you an example. Like exactly. you, you you were telling me about this, like people asking you like time for later children, like if they have anything to do with that. But <laughs> it's like Stacey and I were together for ten years and only get married a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago. And um like I had a aunt who now that you're talking about this, my aunt called me Christmas time, maybe a couple of years ago. And we paranging, you know, we 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 playing music and stuff, and and with with with, with daddy family, we don't really drink alcohol like that. Right. So it's Pierre Drax parent, and um, she like <laughs> do the exactly that, like pull me one side, and it's like it's time for you to marry that girl, and you this and you that, and it's like this is wildly inappropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wildly is <laughs> And you know the thing about it is always one day, like why you think. Me and Stacey don't talk. Why you, why you think that we're not talking about this? Or what, what's your thoughts when you yeah, come to like tell this, somebody that? This isn't news to me. Like, I know exactly. I have a uterus. Exactly. I know I'm with somebody. I know it's expected. Mm-hmm. Most couples do want to have children. Did you ever think we can't? Yeah, did did you ever think maybe mm. we lost a baby and it's really painful and you literally just spoil like my next six weeks? People just split out the most intrusive, insensitive. You know, I, I got to a point where I, I wanted to start telling people, would you please just mind your own uterus and let me see about oh, mine? Yeah, <laughs> but true. I never quite worked up the courage fit. No way, right? Like, I didn't even think of that because you might be, yeah, I guess, I don't know if it's innocently or I don't know what people have in mind when they when they do that. Because, I mean, I've been in that position before where I have friends who I get married no and stuff. I have no idea what they're thinking. I've literally never asked anybody what's going on in their uterus. I've never done it. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I must have. Because I remember one time, like, um, it was a real common thing for people who, like, Giving our best man speech, for instance, on her partner wedding. Yes, yes. I couldn't bring in, you know what I mean? And hopefully, there's plenty of babies and things. I mean, I listen yes. to people talking yeah, 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 yeah. in my wedding about babies. I was like, yeah, we have a baby. He good. You know? Yeah, and, bro, we, we made one. Yeah, we good. Like, so like <laughs> sometimes you ask yourself, like people who ask you, is like, the same progression you're talking about? You know? So when you go and get a girlfriend, when you finally go and settle down, when you settle down now, they want to know, when are they going to get married? And when you have a child, they want to know, well, when you're making the girl, and it's like, when will this yeah. relationship be okay for you? When, when you will be satisfied with my relationship? Yeah. When will it be okay, you know? And, like, is that very, I don't know, maybe it's just cultural, like people, you know, like people usually post on Facebook around Christmas time too, um, you're putting on size, is not a greeting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so God, and you know, we do this about everything, it's like, like I have, a, I have a cousin who's been slim. She's slim, nice, you know what I mean. Mm. And this, oh, God, you ain't eating at all. You know, we we. I don't yeah, know what it is about. I got weight. that. I got that. You only do eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started telling people just no, and then I just look at them and it's like no. Yeah. <laughs> and little do they know you you baking muffins and eating half a ham. Yeah, and I'm like, guys, trust me, it's not showing up. I've tried. Right. It's just, it's just all going to my brain. I promise you, I eat. It's okay. <laughs> but it's like culturally, that is like I don't know if it's like you just don't know what to say, so mm-hmm. you just say something, and 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 Christmas could be 
that's one of the first thing as, things I realized when I would talk to you about me being happy-go-lucky and jolly for Christmas. But that you're talking about there is definitely on my mind. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I duck out a lime and I, I try not to go or make myself unavailable just to avoid some of them questions. So let, let's, first of all, mm-hmm. let's, let's make a commitment to start asking different questions, right? We could start from this year. Okay. All you can ask is, how are you going? Yeah. That's, that's it. I like that. How are you going? How, how was this year for you? What you have in your hand there? What you eating? I like that. How your day was? I find them questions real powerful because the nice thing about how that is about if, that? if I ask you how you're going and you feel to talk about something to do with baby, about weight, about whatever the thing might be. Exactly. You're free to talk about it or not bring you it up. You can talk about whatever you want and then based on what you say, I will know what I have permission to talk about. Okay, nice. I like because it. Because one of my, well, somebody I know, I know she's trying for a baby. Mm-hmm. I saw her yesterday. Right. And she said, you know, no luck there yet. So that that's my permission to ask. Gotcha. Okay, so you're still trying. What's happening? How you feel? But if she didn't bring it up at all, I'm not going there. Hmm. I'm not going there at all. Just ask how somebody is going and take their lead, you know? I like that. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I wonder if people we could get to commit to do that, boy. If if we could make that shift, it's like... (laughs) I am going to ask I'm going to ask my my very small Instagram community to do it. And just my friends. Right. And we lead by example, so let's do it. All right. And let, let's let's talk about this thing about going to lines, okay? Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. You ever did something because you thought, okay, I need to do it because it will look bad? You're talking to the king of that? If, if my mother didn't name me Corey, she didn't name me... Listen, Corey, <laughs> sit on your throne, put your crown on and tell me about that, please. Like, what, what, what is this thing about? Who is it looking bad to? Uh, what is... I, I don't know. Boy, I'm genuinely asking. Listen, that is a that is a issue. That is an issue mm-hmm. for me. It, when, when... It's a couple of things, right? So, our right. family is big on both sides. My father has a big family. Hmm. And mommy and them have a big family. And then Stacy family is big too. And they have some anchored traditions in their family. Right. So like okay. Boxing Day, we go... Boy, it's exhausting too. Boxing Day, we go by Auntie Merle. And we have a lime there. And then the whole lime is moved and go by Daddy. And then we have a lime there. And right. then the next parang... Like I really call them a parang side. That's a rum side. They have something in Princess Tongue <laughs> on, on Boxing Day too. And mm-hmm. over the years, they know I write in salt. So it's like, all right, well, when they're done by your father, come across oh, on this side. Right, right. But it's a long, long day. And now, when you ask it like that, like, I, I'm not sure look bad to who. That's a real good question. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it will look bad if I don't show up. And a part of it is he playing music, eh? Because now daddy had to play. If he, if I'm not there, he playing guitar. It's kind of hard when he by himself, he had to play and them kind right. of things. So I kind of okay. want to play okay. there with him, man. So you actually have something to do. Well, the thing about it is, even when I don't have that thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that I don't feel the same way. I feel exactly like that. I feel like, and I, Stacey's much better at me than this because over the years, when we first get together, I used to put a lot of pressure on her. Mm-hmm. Because I used to be like, well, baby, I had to come. How we go look every you know last year I ain't come yeah, yeah. and I coming by myself and people asking me for you and where's Zachary and 
Yeah, I don't know who it's who. That's a real good question. Like, look bad to who? I don't know, but I, I could tell I you that no it's way heavier on me. Yeah. yeah. And then the day passes, and I don't think people even remember that we're not there, you know. No, they probably don't. I am pretty sure they also have a ball whether or not we're there. You know, I don't always think that. <laughs> I always, always feel like I go up where I'm mashing up the people alive if I ain't go. And then, because we have so much of those days in between what is really just a two-week period. Mm-hmm. It's one day by Auntie Merle, then we had to go by my Uncle Podgy and them, then we had to go by Auntie... You know, it's, it's, so when I miss by Auntie Merle, no, it's uh, uh, definitely in missing by nobody else. Right. I mean, some people really enjoy that, mm-hmm. especially the extroverts, you know, but, you know, introverts, we out there. Right. Um, people who are tired, we out there. Mm-hmm. People who just maybe not in the mood on the day. And I wish we could just give ourselves permission <laughs> to just don't go to something that you really don't want to go to. <laughs> I think that's something that's really okay. <laughs> so how are you doing that? That's real hard for me. You know, like you saying that I stand to get anxious because I can't imagine. I could imagine, <laughs> yeah. Do you have your sage? No, I don't. I have no. wine though. <laughs> it's just as good. Take a shot. Yes, yeah. I need so there, to. There are a few ways that mm-hmm. we could do it. I really like the broken records technique, which is actually a technique in therapy that we teach people who are trying to set boundaries because the, the thing is with boundaries, we usually feel guilty to set them. Mm-hmm. So then we feel the need to rush in and explain our position as if we, before a court of law, fighting a case. So we have to present all this evidence and convince them and get people to, you know, buy into it and agree. This is fact. Don't do it. Don't do it because the other person will automatically think that's an invitation to convince you to change your mind. And then you're guilty to begin with. So, of course, you talk yourself out of it and then you end up saying yes when you wanted to say no. Okay, wait. So you're saying not to make... Don't do, do, do give the Don't reason. Don't explain, yeah. Don't. Okay. No, no, no. You could give like a very short thing, but use the broken record technique. So for those of us who are old enough to remember when you're playing a record and the needle gets stuck on one spot. Right. It just keeps repeating, right? Mm-hmm. So we could try a few things. So if they text you to invite you, um, I'll get back to you on that because I'm not sure if I have something else. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you wait a few days and then they ask again. Yeah, oh, sorry, I was so busy, I forgot to check in. I actually would not be able to make it, but I hope you guys have a great time. And then immediately come off of WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Just just come off. Come off, exit, go and do something else. If your spouse is pressuring you, babe, I love you and I enjoy your company, but I can't go give everybody my best. Where are those gifts? Let me just um, let me wrap them for you. How much harm you want to go with? And then you pack some harm and you send them on their way. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the phone at all. Yeah, let it ring out. Listen, let I am writing this down. This is this hard for me. I know. I can hear you scribbling, actually. Yeah, God, is that? Yeah. <laughs> let, let the phone ring out. If it's something, so like in my street, we're not having it this year because people are concerned about COVID. Right. But like last year, I mean, I couldn't get out of it because it was, it was a neighbor across from me who was having the line on. I mean, oh gosh, like I was in my house, right? Mm-hmm. But I went, I stayed for an hour and a half, and then I just announced to everybody, guys, um, I'm really old, my bones hurt, so <laughs> I'm going to go. You all have a good night. So by that time, I mean, my husband was because he's the shy one. Right. 
by that time, he was already in the groove with the guys and their conversation and the drinks were flowing. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. I went home and I changed into my pajamas, Corey, and I just put Netflix on. <sighs> yeah. God. Yeah. And the house was standing. Nobody died. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. was Miss Woodsley. I need to write Miss Woodsley. Don't Remember, Mrs. Woodsley. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's that. too much for you, you could go and just make an early exit. Because, you know, going cold turkey, when you have that amount of guilt and that amount of lines to go to and then anti-mingle and that whole thing, yeah. you know, you could go and just make an early exit. Come up with some excuse. This year, I've been using it's COVID as an excuse for everything. Oh, yeah, that's a nice broken record one. It's COVID. Yeah, it's COVID. Oh, but I was just calling you. Yeah, but it's COVID, so... Yeah, I couldn't answer the phone because it's COVID. I have to clean the, I have to clean the phone because... I went out, somebody sneezed on it, I didn't sanitize it, I, I need to go, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, they know, they know why I say that, like, there are a few things maybe that I, I guess, coping techniques are, are developed over the years. So, for instance, I'm better at not answering the phone, so if I say I'm not coming on them kind of things, it, it gets a little bit, because I dealing with a lot of guilt when I say right. I'm not coming, and the guilt looks like go boy daddy playing by himself you know what i mean i, I kind of set him up and it looks like sometimes i wonder if the line gonna be good and if they're gonna have a good time and all those types of things so mm-hmm. even when i a part of why i don't want to go is probably just because i do have the energy but right. i spend i think double or triple that energy just home like i almost feel anxious until the time of the event pass Right. Mm. Hoping my right. phone don't ring and them kind of things. So maybe I do <laughs> not answer my phone, but I, WhatsApp and thing I definitely will take that point so to stay off it overall. Mm. But you know, I mean, if it's an emergency, people will call, right? Well, that's true too. Yeah, I'm hoping not sending WhatsApp messages if somebody's dying on the floor. Yeah, no, nah, not happening. You're right. Yeah, we wouldn't do that. You just pick up the phone and call. When last? When was the last Christmas that there was a life or death emergency? I can't tell you. But yes, yeah. Fear, I don't think you know? we've ever had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the something I have to ask you about that, like. I saw something somewhere, like, I remember doing all these, uh, you know, these, these personality tests and those types of things. Mm. Like, there was one, I think it was Myers-Briggs, and there was another one I did where, as a younger person, I used to score uh, almost midway between introvert and extrovert, right? Right. But the older I get, is more introverted, like, it's starting to get higher and higher on the introverted yes, side. Yes, mm-hmm. And I read this thing about being introverted that I found, to me, to be the best description of what I experienced. It's not that I don't want to be there or I don't want to stay uh, or just like the house so much that I don't want to go to events. Because most times, mm-hmm. even though I resist it, when I go, I'm going to have a good time when the lights right. go on and when the music starts, I, I eventually will have a good time. But they said, the person was saying that a lot of introverts, uh, what happens with introverts versus extroverts is in your brain is physical. They say, so for instance, when you are introvert, hear sounds or see colors, they might be interpreting it much brighter than other people are hearing it louder. Exactly. That overstimulates us. Overstimulation. So that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real thing. It's it's the last, the worst overstimulation I had. We had a line, we invited 12 people, 38 people ended up coming. Wow. When everybody went home, the sides of my throat were totally swollen. Mm. I had a migraine. I couldn't move the back of my neck. And when I went to bed, I had a fever. It was so bad. Okay, like we, okay. we actually physically get 
overstimulated. It's too much noise, too much light, too much conversation. We have real physical symptoms when we're overstimulated. So what fills up an extrovert social battery actually drains ours completely. Ah, makes yeah. sense. So when we get home, we have to not have any lights on. A hundred percent. Yeah, quiet. We have to be in comfortable clothes, get some TV. 100%. We can't get home and, and turn the radio or TV on. A hundred percent. You know why yeah, I see my mother yeah. does? My mothers have the radio and the TV on at the same time. Can't do it. Oh, my I cannot goodness. do it. <laughs> it yeah, me that crazy. drives me crazy. Can't yeah. take it. But the way you're describing it is exactly what happens. And I mean, I add in the music thing to it. Because, okay, so perform takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Whether it's nerves imagine. to go on a stage or yes. you, you're the center of attention, which I guess in the moment, in an event, I like it to an extent, you know. We're, yeah, we're, because we're, the adrenaline, right? It's that's nice. right. It's really nice, yeah. But I After need to, it's, it's a crash, boy. It's hard to describe yeah. because what you're describing it is probably the best way I could describe it because when I get in the car after we perform or events or something, I can't have the radio on. I just need to drive home. And the feeling I feel when I see my house after a lime or event or something is indescribable. And you know, the same there's thing happens. No when you, there's nothing better. And the same thing happens yeah. like what you describing. When you have a lot of people home by you and they leave, it's one of the best feelings. And it's not like if I mind, I, I love people over here and stuff, but... Yeah, I loved everybody in that line. Mm-hmm. But when that last person left and the door closed, it was like my whole body just did this side <laughs> of like relief, you know? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And what you say about the clothes is so true because from the time people leave here, that's it for me and pants. I can't take yeah. I can't take the pants, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, take yeah, the jersey. Yeah. Is yeah. is underwear yeah. or pajamas time? It could jammies be morning. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Immediate jammies. <laughs> and all the ladies that identified twenty twenty was not the year for the bra. That was not at all. Comes up, total pajamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. those things are really soothing, huh? Like I mean different people respond to different things. So anything that's comfortable, comfortable clothes, your comfortable blanket. Tea, hot chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Dim lights, a candle. Introverts, the world celebrates extroverts so much, they mm-hmm. forget that they're a real personality type. Right. You know, but we, we're out here and we're real and we need silence and solitude and space to oh. recover, to, to really be our best selves. We're, we're so much better when we get those things. Okay, so I'm taking my next set of notes here, right? Because it might make sense now that you say that for me to, if I'm committed and I have to do the thing, it's better I prepare what's going to happen when I go home one time. Silence, solitude, and space. Silence, solitude, and space. And this doesn't mean that we don't love people because we love people and introverts, we are not shy because we actually tend to be very confident. We're not afraid. Right. We just absorb um, a lot and in a deep, in a very deep way. That's why we get so overstimulated. Mm. You know? And, and, and the, the, so we absorb. Listen, this turned out to be a, like a class. We absorb in a deep way. That That is the best <laughs> way I could describe. <laughs> yeah. So our batteries are on too much stimulation. We get empty so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is like, um, like I keep going back to, Parang, because it's so much 
of what Christmas is for us. Mm-hmm. That um, the so if you're going somewhere, right? Let's say uh, as a younger fella traveling to go to these places, and right. I have my quattro on my back, is a real mm-hmm. normal thing in this country for people to stop you, like by city gate. Right. And say, youth man, give me something now. Give me something, you know. And you gotta <laughs> sing a damn song like a fool. <laughs> you serious? That is. You will do it. What do you mean? I can't tell nobody no. I I, I oh might try God. to sing and sing by like a big fool. <laughs> 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 now I had to study what to sing. <laughs> I don't know. What, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, sometimes so you I enjoy just it. Drop into a tune on the spot. You know how much times I've been in that position. <laughs> that is true, true talent. That's not talent at know. all. Is even What's like I don't know what it is. It's like a show <laughs> monkey. When a man come, a fella come here the other day. This is a workman. You know, he come here Christmas time last year Christmas doing some work uh-huh. here. And he's like, hey, we have a quattro. Give me, a, give me a coro coro. I was like, what the hell is going on? Why? Hey. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> you did it. Yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of so, ten times I do. Let, let me invite you one time. I know we'll do this in January, but mm-hmm. you, you could come to my boundaries class because we have to teach you how to say no. I eager to get to that class. I'm yeah, eager. how how to say no, when to say yes. Yeah, and how to say no without feeling guilty. Because even if I get myself to the point of saying no, and and you know, you say something that's so true. So if I have to go somewhere like let's say we have aunt lime the same normal kind of thing and the expectation is that they have music and i know my father is dealing with this plenty too because as far as they're concerned if he not there they have no lime so they put some pressure on him to be there and you know i mean make sure Mm -hmm. you come and and the thing about it is you if i get myself to the point where i say guys i ain't coming I gonna make up the most elaborate lie you could ever hear. But if anybody asks me one question, the lie falling apart. Yeah, like, well, exactly. Nah. You know what I mean? I, say, I say, listen, I, I fell and I died and I came back alive and in hospital. I come yeah. into the worst lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like the guilt. So if there's, when you talk about that boundaries coaching, I find it to be, it could only be useful because if I could just tell people, I wish I could get to the point where I just say, oh, they are not up to it. Know, that could only happen because I watched this Seinfeld special on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And he said when you're old, you could say no without giving an excuse. Yeah, just old enough. <laughs> yeah, but we're not 65 yet, right? No. But interestingly, you asked the wrong question there. So let me, let me correct it for you. Yeah, tell me. You said, how do I say no without feeling guilty? That will never happen. Okay. Yeah. So it's how do I say no in healthy ways? Okay. Yeah, so we'll always feel guilty. Um, you know, with some practice, the guilt will reduce. Right. But we could live with guilt and we wouldn't die. That's the thing. We think guilt is this terrible thing that we need to make sure never happens. Mm. But the trick is actually accepting the guilt that comes with it, and then it doesn't feel so intense. Oh. That's, that's the whole trick to it, actually. So the resistance to the guilt makes it, yeah, I guess, more intense it and lasts longer and everything. It, it feels worse, yeah. So you say no, you live with the guilt, then your brain will realize, okay, so we didn't die. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened, it was fine. And then the, the guilty feeling actually starts to reduce, but you need to practice it. So just, just ask another question. How do I say no in healthy ways? Okay, so how do I say no in healthy ways? So you'll come to the coaching class. 
Um, it's going to be amazing. Okay. Boundaries changed my life. Really? I had terrible boundaries, yeah. It, it, oh my gosh, talk about perfectionist for everything. I don't even know what no means. <laughs> I am. Um, my boundaries journey started. I, I quite literally sat on one day and I Googled how to say no. Right. <laughs> like different ways to say no. And, that, and my whole life just changed. Hmm. Yeah. I always wonder about therapists and boundaries, you know, to be honest. I, I think it, it, like when you look at what you do, if if you can't say no in a reason, you know, like protect yourself, if I could put it like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you will be always like people just randomly tell you all their problems because I just play in quattro. So if a man say, boy, give me something, I could just sing a song and bust out. That's somebody else's song anyway. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have a few songs in mind for when people do that. But yeah, you must have all this, right? Yeah, or something. I could, I could, I could give I, you something. On a good day when your voice is warm, you'll probably hit them like a oh, holy night. I don't know. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Ever. No, 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 no. <laughs> when they say hit them, something is Gene and Dino. That's my default, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess for a therapist, no, you ain't getting somebody to call into gear. A song, somebody wants a diagnosis, a session, a conversation. Yeah. So it's like. Or people's favorite. I could pick your brain, you know? I'm sure. <laughs> okay, well, it's 400 an hour for now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 450 next year because overhead went up. And people telling you, listen, how are you getting on so? You're moving so, it's yeah. just a little conversation. I remember my doctor one time buffed me up for that. I was in the car park. I, was, I saw him coming in the car park. And I didn't plan to visit the doctor, but as I see him pulling, I kind of pull in the car park before him and catch him by the car. And I was like, hey, what? Oh, <laughs> I see how going on. <laughs> you are that guy? A hundred percent. I was like, doc, hey, what going on? Sorry, <laughs> and, you need to stop that. No. Please. <laughs> on behalf of all doctors everywhere. <laughs> Corey, you need to stop that. I was like, Dr. White, here what happened? <laughs> you wouldn't believe what happened to me. Rash, right? let me yeah, exactly. Let me show you it right here in the car park. Well, here's his oh, boundaries. His boundaries solid. They're like, they're like, he have physical boundaries. Like, boy, listen, if you don't go inside and write your name down, like, bye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, we don't want to be harsh, but sometimes we come across like that because people probably don't realize how... Like, this is my job. I do this for a living. I, I can't be on duty all the time. Yeah, you yourself need you the know, time. You know, it's hard. It's really hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I might say that, but most times I end up giving them, like, a little one or two lines of advice. Right. And then when I realize it's getting... The thing, too, is if I wouldn't do you justice by just rattling off something off the top of my head because your life... And your issue is so complex that it actually does warrant sitting down and going through it carefully. So yeah, it's, it's not even, yeah, it's not even the most loving or kind thing to just rattle something off. You know, it, it, it takes time and I think your issues warrant the time. You see, you don't have responsible ways to say no already. That's the most gentle no I ever hear. It's like, yeah, it takes time and your time warrants the time. I like that. Yeah, and, and you were you know, having a session. So let's book one. Oh my God. Yeah. That, yeah let's book one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to figure out how to use that for playing music. I was like, you, you warrant the performance that, you know, I had to try something. I had to figure something out. Yeah. Bit, you deserve like a symphony. And I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to, I love you too much to just drop into Koro Koro right now. Listen, and this is like, let me show you how recent this is, right? When the day after the wedding, we in Hilton lobby. 
And I turn it into one of them paranderos who drink too much when they're paranging and leave the instruments right. all about, right? So I had to search all over Hilton. Turns out the security had the quattro after I left it in the banquet room. But is that rum or age though? That's a combination of rum and age. Age drum is the, is the combination of the two. Everywhere I go, I leave an instrument. <laughs> and when I got it back, we just was sitting there waiting for breakfast. Hilton had this quarantine breakfast thing. You can't eat in the restaurant like normal. They, they right. do your breakfast. And so a lot of people sitting around waiting right by the front desk. And when I get back, the quattro lady just is like, hi, this is my nephew's birthday. You mind singing happy birthday? For I don't sing happy oh birthday. It's like a big fool. Like, it's, just, it's just. That's really hard though. That's a hard one to say no to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah, thing about it, like, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's like balance. You have to figure out how to, you play exactly. long enough, you, you know how to exactly. get out of it. Yeah. And, and pack and away your instruments. Boundaries on black or white, they're very nuanced, you know. I suppose. Um, I find that the, the boundaries, talk now is the boundaries is having a moment, you know. If you go on social media, I find it's very much like the thing now, everybody has to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, we, we, we're really harsh with them. Like, we don't choose our words. We don't worry, not worry, but we don't think about how it could register for a person. Remember, it's human beings we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was saying. You could go to the Lyme and just duck out. Yeah, I suppose because I was sometimes there. you have to, yeah, you have to weed into a boundary. Sometimes, mm. as human beings, we talk into words are very painful. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's like an abusive, toxic situation, boundaries have to be a lot firmer, of course. Ah, uh, gotcha. But boundaries, the nuance, they really depend on who you're dealing with, where you are, what you have the capacity to to deal with that day. Mm-hmm. who you're speaking to. Some people have poor boundaries and so they react poorly to your boundaries. It, I've heard coaches and therapists say, well, if somebody reacts badly to a boundary, you have to cut off the relationship entirely. Um, no. Okay. What about if it's your spouse yeah, or your best friend? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that yeah, it, it could just be a visceral reaction because they're not accustomed or they themselves have poor boundaries or they think you're abandoning them. So while I don't think we have to therapy every situation because we're not all therapists, mm-hmm. boundaries are very much, it, it's in the gray area. It's not black and white. It's nuanced. They're complex. All right, well, but like I said, come come to the coaching class. Because yeah, for sure. Home, for sure. Yeah, we do the deep dive into it, you know. Yeah, I like it. I like the idea of it because I am. I was telling you, I'm an amoeba when it comes to boundaries. I have no boundaries. I, me and the world is the same. So that 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 yeah, bound to help. Yeah. All right. So the the outside of um. So the events and stuff is one area that I realize that I have to that creates anxiety for me around Christmas for sure. Right. Yeah. Now the grief. You were talking a little bit about that and what people face during christmas yeah. is there is there ways or techniques or how, how do you get past that as somebody who's yeah. dealing with something like that so first of all mentally don't build up the day that it's going to be this awful horrible day because mm. you're not in that relationship anymore or your loved one has passed right it's a day you really don't know what's going to happen hmm. you quite likely may wake up on the day and find that you're at peace so don't set up yourself that you're going to be in a crying mess on the day because if, if you set up the brain for it, then the body is going to follow, right. right? So just leave it open. You don't know what it will be like. So leave leave the day open when you wake up and you face the day, see what it feels like first. Mm-hmm. 
have something planned for the day. It could be, so if you and your loved one, let's say the person has passed, or they like to have a particular breakfast, or they like a particular song, or they really like sorrow. If you have the capacity, you could you could partake in those things as a way to honor the memory of the person who you've lost. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. If it's a breakup and you all used to do this thing together, there's nothing wrong with doing it by yourself or trying something completely new. So this could go both ways. You can put on the ugly Christmas sweater and have the hot chocolate with the marshmallows or whatever is your thing. Right, keep the tradition. You can keep it for yourself because it sends a message to you that you are still here and you still deserve a beautiful holiday tradition. Right. If it wasn't that kind of breakup, it was very acrimonious. You can do a whole new tradition by yourself. If you're saying with sorrow, you and this person, you know what? Have a pastel. Just do something totally, totally different Mm -hmm. and you do your own thing. If you're not in the mood for Christmas, you don't have to live up to the date. Do whatever you feel like doing on the date. Some general things that work for everybody, whether it's a loss, a physical loss or the loss of a relationship, mm-hmm. um, is routine. So like waking up at the same time, brushing your teeth, having breakfast, safety and connection. So safety meaning connect with loving people who don't judge you, who you really have a good relationship with, who are not going to ask you any foolishness. So you're sure you don't want to give them a next chance because it's Christmas. No. Oh, God, yeah, you get some of that too. Friends who, yeah, friends who understand you're broken up, you're done, don't ask these kinds of questions. Mm. Um, Sticking with healthy habits, give yourself permission to feel sad, please. If you have a sad moment in the day, that is not a forever feeling. It's right. not a disaster. I promise you're not going to die. Let the feeling breathe. If you have to cry, get it out. Tears are biologically cleansing and they send a release signal to the body. We demonize for mental? everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So, Corey, you can curl up into a ball and you can cry because it's fine. <laughs> okay, it's man, fine. I'm you crying. They say men is crying <laughs> in the bathroom, so you know, you can't tell the tears from the, from the water. Especially men from St. James, right? It's facts. Facts. You can't cry. Yeah, real facts. We've done wet already. Just give yourself permission to let the feelings come because the same way that they bubble up, I promise you they will fade away hmm. as well. So it's similar to what you're so, saying about guilt then, is resisting it causes. Exactly, okay, resisting okay. it causes because you're you're kind of trying to, like, you know, your tank is overflowing and you're, you're trying to keep the pressure back. You know, yeah, the pressure yeah, is too just much, the pipe more pressure. Mm-hmm. You really have to release that pressure a little bit before you close the pipe back. Okay, I could accept that. that makes it's sense. just a day. It's just a day. What you miss, if, if the person has died, what you miss is so much more. And you miss them on Boxing Day and New Year's as well. Mm-hmm. So they're bigger than the day. Mm-hmm. If it's a relationship, it's not a forever feeling. Mm-hmm. Healing is, is healthy. Crying is normal. Crying on Christmas Day doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just means that you're crying on Christmas Day. It's a thing. Right. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you don't have to go to the lines that you're accustomed to going to as a couple. Mm. If you don't want to, you really don't. If you think that you have to or you still share some mutual friends, get somebody to go with, remember, it's COVID, make an excuse. That <laughs> it's COVID. I can't make it. 
Makes sense. Yeah, you have an old this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So routine, connect with safe people, healthy habits, give yourself permission to feel any feeling and all of the feelings. Right. Um, if any intrusive questions come up, so we could do some scripts. So when you're getting married, you'll be the first to know, Hon, I need to use the bathroom. Can you show me the way? Oh, when you're having okay. a, <laughs> yeah, so just, just once I got you. Escape, escape mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. So when you're having a baby, you'll be the first to know, Hon, I need some sorrow. Can you get me a drink? Let's go together. Nice. So you're not working yet? You have a job for me? If you've heard of anything, please hmm. let me know. Babe, I really need to pee. Hmm. Keep That's a drink in your hand at all times. To be dumb um, people when they ask you them things. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. I, I need to get, uh, refill my drink. Right. My hmm. glass is empty. So you don't want the glass to be full of all because then the excuse doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, so the, the way you're saying here is so, um, before, before you say that, it's so mm-hmm. useful to just go into them situations with little strategy. Because the thing about it is you know it coming. Keep a plan, yeah. Don't, don't let them have you like a day in your life. You know it's coming. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. Just, just be prepared. Keep your script. Keep an empty glass, half empty glass in your hand. Right. Protect your peace. Right. Protect your peace. You don't have to. As soon as you get tired from the night, make an excuse and go home. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. Okay, got you. So peace meaning yeah. your own energy, your own... Your energy. Mm-hmm. You know, how much time you have. You need to rest. Protect your peace of mind. Right. Keep that script. Keep that glass. Protect your pockets. Mm. You know, do I need to... You have to buy all the food to go to this line. I mean, can you really afford it? Yeah, sometimes people watching you, it's your time to host the lime too. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's just not, you know, in that space either. Yeah, I end up in a lime where somebody brought like those speeds, what is it? Like the channel kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you just end up, it's like you have to make a house. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, oh gosh, oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Your event uh, starts since November month and you have to make groceries uh, for this, this line. strategy, yeah, is just to come out first and just offer immediately. I bring an ice. Right. Cups and ice for me this year. Um, well, we had the, the neighborhood line was on this year, but then they canceled it. Right. I took first those fried rice. I knew I was just going to order three portions from your Chinese place on the road. That was it for me. Yeah, you're done with that. <laughs> I'm not cooking. Yeah. So take first dip mm-hmm. if you know you're on a budget and just ice and cups. Right. If you're feeling generous, you can throw in like some red napkins or something. <laughs> yeah, something festive. <laughs> no, but I like it. Protect your peace, protect your pace, and protect your pockets. Oh. Too much excitement? Yeah, it looks so. <laughs> <laughs> I need to protect my peace, my pace, my pockets, and my phone. Yes. <laughs> no, but I was saying I like the idea of it. You know, if, if it, it's, it's simple, it's easy to remember. Protect your peace, protect your peace, protect your pockets. It's important for yeah. a trendy Christmas, mm-hmm. yes? Yes. Because a lot of That's this coming out here. That's what we're doing for 2020. All right, I like it. I like it. It works, I promise. I've been trying to in these over quite a long time. Yeah, and I like the silent solitude and space too. Yes. Yeah, so... I think the combination Actually, of the you two. Know, I think I'll write that down to me.
I didn't. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it. It it it, it it's it's almost like when you're as we were talking about the the energy to go into these events, and sometimes you're not in space. And something else you said too made me remember something as well that there might be loss around Christmas time, but there's also a sort of grief that comes on when it's your first Christmas without somebody. Exactly. You know, or the first couple exactly. Christmases, or you just because remember that's the tradition. Brand new way of life, right? Like mm-hmm. how do y'all? How do y'all? I hate the phrase, but it is a new normal. We use that term in grief work all the time. But you're saying new normal, is that term used in therapy all the time? Yeah, we use that when you've lost a person and the anniversary events come up because you have to have a whole new normal way of doing things because they're not here, right? Right. And you would have had all your routines and all of these things they would have done together. So it's really how do I build up new habits now that this person is gone? And you can find ways to honor the person Right. And to honor their memory. Makes sense. And start to that so that could be a new tradition. Yeah, and I like I like what you say too, because it, it then it applies to any season really, because if it's um, exactly yeah, yes. Whether it's Christmas or whatever. Anniversary, anything. Yeah, yeah. Diwali, carnival, it's, 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 no matter yes. what the thing is. Once you had yeah. some traditions with that person, it could start to get a little um a little sad around them times. Yeah. No, I'd ask if um mm-hmm. no, but is there more in terms of rather than just grief and going to the events and those things? Any other areas around um Christmas or Christmas in particular that leads to that sadness? Because I want to ask about the happy-go-lucky Christmas people now. What should we do differently when we you know you're dealing with somebody who in situations like those? Is there anything we could do that? I think let's go back to what we said before because we don't know where they are. And like some people, they feel embarrassed or offended. Right. Like say if we know somebody lost their job, mm-hmm. you, you feel kind of awkward, you know, like you don't know what to say, you right. don't know what to ask, you don't know if they need help. Mm-hmm. Some people feel really embarrassed and offended if you take that route. Of course. Because then they feel like you're treating them like a charity case. Mm-hmm. Um, treat everybody with but the same level of dignity and respect that you want to be treated with. Right. How are you going? How does your world feel? Mm-hmm. How the kids don't make them feel like they're standing out for any reason in any way. Oh, God, yeah, but we like to do that too culturally. Yes, like, oh, oh my gosh. Shining a, a whole bright that light is on your face. fact. That is a we fact. We need to stop with <laughs> oh, Just a little bit of sensitivity. It really literally starts, Corey, with how you're going. Yeah, you're right, you know. I'm so, I'm so glad to see you. Come now, you have anything to drink? I'm going to get you something. Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all you need to do. We don't need to interview them. We don't need to get in their business. <laughs> if we know they suffered or lost, mm-hmm. um, how are you doing today? Right. You know, I, I, miss, I miss them too. Mm-hmm. I miss them too. I know dad would have loved this. Or I know auntie would have loved this. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah, well, you know, keep it keep it simple. Remember, not everybody is happy or lucky like like you may be. Mm-hmm. It might be sad. Just give them a gentle touch. Right. Yeah. You know, what you said is is almost part of our culture too. Like when we feel awkward about things, we tend to over talk. I can tell it for me myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, cool. You lose your job, boy. Hmm, boy. Things really change. You know what I mean? That company. Yeah, that, boy. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. Like if you ain't hit a hundred, especially in this year, you know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and this is it's collectively. Yes, so. it's a collective grief. All right. Well, I mean, more than anything, I'm feeling like 
we have tools. Yes. yes. I think we have like a little toolkit we could use. I like it. Two toolkits. So mm. we have the introvert toolkit to recharge. Right. Or just for anybody who's tired. Mm-hmm. And then we have a toolkit for everybody. Your pocket, your peace, and your peace. Yeah, no year more important than this one, no? Because yes. all them things could do with some protection. Yes, we had a we had a we had a rough running. I think as a as a as a species, we had a rough running to the end yeah. of this year. Yeah. The end of this year, like you say, it starts in March. There's no point in March. I thought we'd be talking about this in December. None. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been like a I mean, fifteen days to flatten the curve. I really was not expecting. Yeah. Day 200 and whatever. <laughs> and we still have to listen for every COVID briefing two, three times a week. And it's like, oh, God, you know. And yeah. You know, one more thing that I find about this Christmas that I, I guess as a Christmas guy myself, you see this Zoom thing? You you were talking about Zoom fatigue in one of the conversations <laughs> so we had before. Yeah, I'm not so doing it this Christmas. I'm not doing... My family start this thing where... Well, first we had... Zoom funerals this year. Sad as that is, what you could do. Yeah, yeah. Unavoidable. Then, well, my wedding was 66% Zoom and, and, mm. and, and 33% in person. But what I'm not doing, I'm not Zoom paranging nobody. I want to document this here now. I'm not coming on Zoom and sing no Aguinaldo. No, 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 Mm-hmm. And you connect with another person who's calm. Their calmness regulates your upsetness. Okay. And people who connect to other people, we have stronger immune systems. We lead longer lives, and we generally feel happier over the length of our lifetime. Mm. So we're not built for isolation at all. Um, we're not built for mask wearing. The biology doesn't support it. We need to read people's expression of and course. contact to co-regulate, actually. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, this has taken such a toll. Um, it's it's not in our imagination. It's really in the, in the brain. <laughs> we need to have that connection and that love. It helps. It's healing. It's healing on all levels. Yeah. I actually read yeah. something about that. There was a book I read about happiness. Mm-hmm. And they said that the uh, if they had to attribute one thing to happiness and long life, it was just what you say in there is connecting with other people. Yeah, that's the Harvard study on longevity. It's the longest that's running right. study. That's on, right. Yeah, that's right. On happiness and longevity. And the number one predictor of a long, happy life is love. Connecting with other people and warm, loving relationships. So, yes. Hina, you know, yeah. you low key know everything, you know, you're a little humble and thing, I, but you I just know. know everything. I know. Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for recognizing. Clearly, clearly. To listen to this one. <laughs> Even if it's just the end of the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Save, save the best for last kind of thing. So. Hey, psychology is life, you know. It is. Sadly, yeah. sadly for me, it is. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, I, I realize it is. It's always something revealed. So. I mean, thanks a million. I think it it, it it helps. I'm glad we decided to talk about it too because it's something that we... I mean, I take I take took it for granted with myself, much less for other people. 
So I take any how you're going as a lesson to me myself to make sure that I approach because, you, like you say, you don't know how people go in and. And of course, my, my takeaway when we talk is always like, just be gentle. You know what I mean? Go easy on yourself. Yeah. Don't go too yeah. hard. On other people. Of yeah. course, of course, of course. If you could do that, then every everybody should make it through this uh, COVID yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, happy on the next end. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm talking to you before. So, Merry Christmas and Happy Same New Year. I'm sure Thank I will. You. I'm sure we'll yes, be talking. It's my birthday. New Year's Day? Yes, it's happy birthday too. Oh, beautiful. So one gift <laughs> one gift for the whole season. I like that. No. <laughs> Tell your husband I say he's a wise man. <laughs> one gift. Well, happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday Thank and you. everything. Thank <laughs> you. And to you and your family. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll talk early in January because I want to get back yes. in touch with you about that boundary session when you're doing it so we could talk about that some more. Let's do it. Let's All right. Do it. Great. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. All right, Corey. Take All right, care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Right, so I have a couple more songs to play for you for the, with the same team, you know. Now, they have a fellow who they say is the originator, the Soka Parang King. You know, they're not Scrunter, they say Scrunter. I don't know what they think it's Scrunter. It's crazy, is the man, right? And crazy have a song that's so fitting for this year where plenty of we dealing with who lost jobs, who less income, lost income, lost opportunities. It's just that kind of year with COVID. So taking this one from King Crazy. Ding dong, ding dong, Merry Christmas is here Season greetings and a Happy New Year Parang Soka playing on the radio The announcer say ten more days to go But inside my kitchen it dry as bone My pot shining like a saxophone Cobweb inside my butter dish The worms in my belly speaking Spanish But still on the radio I hear everybody saying Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas on the street nothing in the house can get rat to eat roach in the kitchen he complaining nothing in the cupboard he migrating and still on the radio why everybody saying Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Thing that I see 
is no more try to bother we the rat file a lawsuit against my wife no cheese in the rat trap to save his life mosquito hire a lawyer too he said the blood is sucking from we is boo and still on the radio everybody saying merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas Merry Christmas Perezas cosas Pedosas cosas Sebrosas cosas Great one crazy they say is the, origi- the originator Soka Parang, the Soka Parang King now, it's our few more I want to play for, yeah? I ain't, I ain't playing for myself no more. I want to spoil people's song. So, you see, this one, this is a song by Nap Hepburn that from childhood days, always, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a sad story with a happy ending. You know this song, right? Salute to my guy, Kai. I can't play no more, but take in this one. I was walking down the street One Christmas Eve casually I was walking down the street I was attracted by the voice of a little boy As he holds his mother's hands Telling her his plans What do you think the conversation could be? He said, listen mama I want you to tell Santa Claus Bring a trumpet and a concertina for me I am lonely Cause there's no children here by me Ma, you don't know How happy your son will be She hadn't the answer for his price She was so worried Yes, so worried and so confused As they strolled along the street No shoes on his feet While they walked He continued to repeat As he pleaded Listen, Mama I want you to tell Santa Claus To bring a trumpet and a concertina for me I am lonely, cause there's no children nearby me. Ma, you don't know how happy your son will be. I approach her and promise to give a helping hand. She said to me, Mr. Knapp, you can do the best you can. I gave her money and answered, Miss, where you live? That night at 12 o'clock, I brought a lovely box. The next day, she was so merry and gay. When she heard, listen, Mama, 
If you know that, you're not from here. But that, that sad one and a nice ending. I'll leave you with one more sad one, you know, uh, for memories. Uh, again, dedicated to Gigi and Victor. And anybody who you might have lost over the years or this year, if it's a rough year, this one dedicated to you, right? Oh, 
So, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, everybody who have a jolly and a Merry Christmas. Remember that they have some of us who go through a rough time during this period. So, spare thought for them. And if there's a rough period for you, as Neola suggested, uh, don't run away from the grief. Feel free to be sad, be gentle with yourself, and enjoy this Christmas in your own way. And, and, and let's see. We, I mean, we make it to the end of 2020, right? We, we almost there. We're one week short. So, happy Christmas to everybody. Just enjoy this weekend and I'll touch base with all you before the year done so we could we could talk about really celebrating making it to the end of 2020. Stay safe, guys, next week.